0: Hello and welcome to the Lockdown On Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, joined by my co-host, the Zoobs. The Sheldon-Keefe era in Toronto is off to a great start. A big 3-1 victory over the Arizona Coyotes last night. Zoobs,
1: what are your thoughts on the game? This is the team we were supposed to be seeing all along. It looked like a completely yes. different lineup. Very, 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 very happy to be reviewing this game and being able to look forward with this as the building point. Really, really exciting. I
0: thought that the team really checked a lot of the boxes that we've been kind of questioning over the last little bit, which is something that was great. You know, they scored first. That's something that they haven't done at all this season. Tyson Berry scores. He got the monkey off the back in the first game, and he was a guy who we all pegged to be, you know, kind of the, the... the one who was going to excel most under Keefe. And he got off to a great start. And he looked fantastic. I'm sure we'll talk about him uh, in just a little bit. Matthews scoring on the road after only one goal on the road in the first 10 games. And then they were perfect on the penalty kill. And most importantly, they won the freaking game. Like, they checked every, pretty much all the boxes. The only thing that we still need to figure out is what's going to happen with, with back-to-backs, uh, with the goalie situation. But other than that, you know, pretty good start for Sheldon Keefe's era in Toronto. Pretty good.
1: Uh, what you know, it, missing it was nothing. Damn that near was, perfect. That was to the script uh, exactly what you would want to see. I thought uh, the energy was good. It was you know, everyone looked like they were having a good time. Lots of smiles, lots of laughs. Um, you know, playing with energy. I thought you know, if we get into some of the some of the ticks and tacks here, I thought you know when they had possession they didn't give it up they didn't they didn't dump it in they they would you yes. know they needed to change they would cycle back into their own end and hold on to things some really great possession in the zone uh some great puck pursuit they were hard on the puck defensemen were pinching uh, and guys were backing them up we saw really uh, on the offensive end of the of the rink really 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 impressive um creativity and and things were wide open, guys really, you know, coming into the zone with speed and protecting the puck. And and there's other stuff. There's, you know, the fact that this game started off with Riley and Barry as <laughs> a pairing. And, you know, I thought that was just a slap in the face to Babcock. That was a straight middle finger
0: F you to Babcock.
1: Yeah. And it, it also, <laughs> um, you know, shows that that Keith is, is willing to change around the pairing and the lines based on game situation. He said that was done intentionally to give them an offensive spark off the top of the game, and then they changed it. He changed the the pairings up to something else totally different in the middle of the game based on what the team needed at that time, and man, is it refreshing to say that the coach of the Maple Leafs is willing to change the team based on the game situation. Who would have thought? What a world. I know, I know. Now, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. I mean,
0: I don't think, uh, you know, one game where we are necessarily need to start planning the parade route uh, quite yet. But, you know what, I, I, all along, everybody kept saying, like, or at least all along, but over the past couple of days, a lot of former players and players keep saying, you know, that they're going to want to play for this guy. Sheldon keeps a player you want to play for. I think Rich Clune, a player for the Marlies, came out and he said, I would run through a wall for this guy. And you could really see that passion out there, A, with his team, and B, for the players. I think the players were really, really excited that they had a new fresh face, a new coach out there, and that they felt... Match more so the style that the team wants to play, and you could see that out there. You talked about the way that they were kind of breaking into the zone, and that was exactly what what I wanted to bring up too. Like the fact that they were kind of passing the puck around on their on their breakouts a lot more crisply. They looked a lot more creative. They were they were moving around the ice with a lot more confidence. And it, what's weird, like that's not something that was changed overnight, you know what I mean? Like, that's not mm-hmm. something that was taught to them uh, by Sheldon Keefe. They had this talent all along, but Keefe let them run loose, and they, they just let it loose say, hey, look, you guys can do this stuff. I've seen you do it uh, countless times Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Whereas before, Babcock was like, nope, we got to play patient. And that just wasn't working. And he was refused to kind of uh, shy away from that style of hockey. And it cost him his job. And now we see what it looks like when a team wants to play, or when a team who has, who's built to play a certain way actually gets executed to play that way. Really quick, I just want to go through a couple of quotes post-game that a couple of players said that I think really speaks to how excited these guys are to have Keefe over Babcock now uh, at the helm. First and foremost, let's go with Austin Matthews. He was asked, you know, what what are your thoughts on on Keefe and and playing for him tonight? He said, quote, really passionate. He wants us to utilize our skill sets. He wants us to play free and not that it's a free-for-all for for everybody, but he wants us to compete and utilize the God-given talents that we have. Hopefully we can build on this utilize that god-given talents that we have that seems like something that babcock hates (laughs) like (laughs) that was basically saying in my eyes but reading between the lines like look babcock wasn't allowing us to go out there and do what we do best we had to play his style of hockey and it just wasn't working
1: yeah and i think you know to to, to that point to what you sort of mentioned about being it being a one game thing i don't you know, I don't think that Mike Babcock was ever like, hey guys, don't go out there and try to score. But I think, you know, it got to a degree where they were asked to play within a system and it was fairly rigid. And some of these guys may have uh, not given up on the idea of trying to do more, but, you know, thought, well, I'm just going to do what he says. And if it doesn't work, it ends up being on him. Um, you know, it looked like a, just a really refreshed team. A lot of fresh legs. I thought Spezza looked really good two ways. Um, I thought the Tavares line we talked about before the game, I thought they were dangerous. Uh, I thought oh, Ma- they were great. I yeah. love that line. Yeah. Like Matthews and Nielander are really line. good. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, but but I mean,
0: like the, just before we move off from the Tavares line, I thought they were relentless on the four check. They kept pressure on the Yotes, and that's a line that I think can really wear a team down. You talk about wanting to play a hard, heavy, playoff-style hockey. I feel like this line of Tavares, Mikheyev, and Hyman – can really get in there and play that kind of chart, uh, you know, checking style game that we haven't seen. And they, you know, it goes to show that this team isn't 100% all skill. They do still have some of those hard and heavy players. It may not be in in, in the form of, of a Ryan Reeves or Milan Lucic, who's kind of heavy and they just are out there to try and hit you as hard as you can and drop the mitts. It comes in different shapes and sizes And you see guys like Mikhaev and Hyman, even when you know, sometimes they do dump the puck in, they are hard into the corner to try and get it back. You know, the the dump and chase works for that line because they're willing to go into the corners and get the puck back. And we saw so many times, you know, Mikhaev and Hyman on, on the puck retrieval just it it worked and it created so many chances. They had a lot more high-danger scoring chances in this game than they had in any other previous games. Like, a team as a whole, which I thought also spoke to, you know, how much different and how much more confident that this team was playing under Keith than they did with Babcock.
1: 72 shot attempts. Yeah. 72. 75% of the high-danger chances in this game. Uh, A 60% advantage in expected goals. You can find Eight. any number you want. They were a million <laughs> times better in this game than they had been in any game this year. Uh, and I got to tell you, before we move on, I cannot wait to see Mitch Marner in this yep. system. Oh, baby! And and also a quick thing. Uh, a Shout out to Pierre Engvall. Really, really showing up. Yeah. Out. I think that makes sense that you have a, a guy that you know Keith is very familiar with. Six foot five, playing him on the PK, he gets a shorty. I thought he stood out. I thought. Really up and down the lineup, not many guys you can look at and say they didn't play very well last night. Really motivated, really happy, uh, really excited to see what this means going forward because they have the talent to do it, and now they have the freedom to really let that ride. So uh, I think we might be in for some fun hockey in the next little bit. Hey, man, I really hope so. And one of those
0: guys that I said we'll get to in a second and we're going to get to it now, Tyson Berry, one of the players who I thought had an exceptional game last night. For the first time, I thought he looked dangerous for a large majority of the game. This is the Tyson Berry that the Leafs thought they were trading for and we just haven't seen up until now. And the fact that he was able to go out there and score get the Leafs on the board. Everybody was so ecstatic. And then after the game, he gave another great quote. He said, that style that we played tonight, you'll see a lot more of it. Sure, we'll make mistakes and look silly sometimes, but we'll be rewarded for it a lot more than we won't be. That was a lot of fun out there tonight.
1: He and looked like a man with a new lease on life, I've got to tell you.
0: That's, that's word for word what he said, right? He felt Mm -hmm. like this coaching change was a new lease on life, new lease on the season, and it can allow him to kind of turn things around. Um, I think I thought I read somewhere that he was he was very close, very close to um, asking for a trade out of town because the contract was weighing on him, and he was you know if if things were going to keep going down the direction that they were going, and he felt like he just wasn't fitting in Babcock's system, that it was going to cost him a lot of money a lot of money this summer and he wanted to get out of town and, and try and and reinvent himself I guess uh, in a place where you know his talents would be um, utilized where they weren't being before and I think now with Keith we're seeing that that confidence because Keith is allowing him to go out there and do that
1: absolutely absolutely
0: um, anything else that you grab from uh, from this game actually one thing that I so, we kind of talked about all the positives and everything's been so great. One thing that we didn't see that I kind of expected was the increased ice time for, for the big guns, you know, Matthews and Tavares. I thought we, we thought that we were going to see, you know, a solid 20, 22 minutes out of Matthews, and, and we didn't see that. Um, he was still kept to, to about 17 minutes. Uh, did that
1: surprise you a little bit? I think you had to keep in mind that they did not have a power play in this game. I think That's true. If you if he goes on the power play, you, you add another buck 30 to that. You're looking at you're looking at mid 19. Um, you know, I, I that that's to me. I, I agree. I looked at the looked at it right away and I said, "Man, he played only played 17 and a half minutes, but they didn't have that extra power play time." Um, I don't, I think when you get a game where they have three plus power plays, I think 20 plus minutes for him will be a layup. If you look at the first half of this game, he played a ton. He was, he was well over, uh, 12 minutes about halfway through this game. So, well, I think, um, I think that's why I was so surprised because yeah. it really seemed like every time I
0: looked back on the TV, Matthew's was coming over the boards. But and, I, I, and he had yeah. the puck a lot, so it really seemed like you know every other name out of the announcer's mouth was was you know Matthews with the puck in the in behind the net, Matthews with the puck, and I, when, I was kind of surprised to see that he only actually played seventeen minutes, but a majority of those minutes were really effective, which is something we hadn't also seen up until this point for him in, in a lot of the games at least.
1: Yeah, and it was you know I, I think there's also uh, a degree of. You know, it's sort of an audition game. It's sort of a tryout game for everybody. So the minutes across the board were pretty even. No one was especially low. No one was especially high. All the forwards sort of in between that 18 to 10 minute range. Um, yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean. And I did sort of expect uh, a bit of a bump. But I think if you if you throw in a game where they are on the power play uh, for a, a, a any measure of time, I think we are looking at 20-plus uh, minutes. But to also point out before we go, before we move on, man, all those numbers, all that possession, all those high-danger chances, all those XGFs, and they didn't go on the power play. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It could have been even more one-sided if they had given a man advantage at any point. So, uh, Well, we, <laughs> the power play hasn't been the best as of late, so we, well, that's not, we don't that know. Was, but that was it, Mike it, Babcock. It, it, it doesn't even count. We,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I, but they still have the same coach, right? Like Paul. Uh, Paul's still still the the power play guy there. But I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. We Barry's now on the power play, right? You got Barry and Riley. You got the two guys. Um, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Hopefully, there's a, a power. Uh, I guarantee you, there's going to be a power play <laughs> on Saturday. That'd be pretty pretty tough if you go two straight games without getting a call. Um, but the other thing too, Cody CC actually was the leader in ice time over twenty <laughs> almost twenty three <laughs> minutes The more things change uh, but I think in contrast that again is because you know no power plays, but they had a couple of penalties that they had to kill off, and CC was out there for over three minutes of pK time so I guess it, it you know, it swings one way where it hurt Matthew's ice time and then the other way with the PK that increased CC's ice time. So I guess you can't be too upset with that. Uh, but they're, they're still, you know, they got a whole season to go. He signed a three-year contract uh, just yesterday, so he's got three years to figure it out. After one game, I'm not ready to to totally cement myself as as a fan or as a hater of Sheldon Keefe, but I do think that we saw enough where, you know, there was change and positive change. And I like the direction that it looks like this team is going to be going going forward. Beautiful. All right. Uh, coming up in segment two, we'll do our good, betters, Best. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Lockdown Least Podcast. Mike DeStefano alongside the Zoobs. There was a lot of good things that we saw out of that game last night against the Arizona Coyotes. So let's get right to it. Uh, the good, better, Best Zoobs, what was your good?
1: My good John Tavares. Uh, how about how about 38 Corsi 4, eight against? That's a 79% possession when they are on the ice. That this was the first game of the year where I thought he was noticeably dangerous. It was the first for me, the first real oh that's John Tavares game. The first real, <laughs> um, just like this is the guy that we were promised. They were shots were 15 to five in the Maple Leafs favor when he was on the ice. Uh, as I said. Uh, Corsi 30 to 8 advantage uh you know high danger chances all over the place 9 to 2 with him on the ice i thought that line especially as you mentioned they played heavy they played hard they were relentless um you know if if that's him with really guys we love but not the highest skill guys in McKayev and Hyman if that's a line with him Hyman and Marner and they are set as loose as they looked in this game i think we are due for a lot of points from that part of the lineup going forward and just you know take a look
0: at at, at the face-offs too he was eight for nine in faceoffs offs at uh at, yeah eight for nine in the offensive zone so you know, you're know you winning possession back for your team and you're starting out on the offensive zone, that just allowed them to keep applying as much pressure and pressure as they could. I thought Tavares, uh, as the captain of the team, responded well after kind of, I'm sure, very embarrassed by the way that his team uh, has performed so far this year to the point where they had to get rid of a coach. A coach that anointed him to be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I'm sure he was very appreciative and probably had a good relationship with, with Mike Babcock, knowing that most of the team didn't i think Tavares was one of the guys who did appreciate babcock because he was a veteran and he played a lot of the, uh, kind of the style that babcock likes to play so seeing him come out and uh, and show up in this game i thought was was excellent uh for Tavares. so for sure he was he was a good story uh for me i thought just in general the top six forward group like you talk about the the guys mm-hmm. who are supposed to be your offensive players And they showed up in this game, the Matthews line and the the Tavares line. Like they were both spent so much time in the offensive zone uh, and they were just applying pressure. You know, Matthews, uh, he was able to score a goal. You just knew Matthews was going to get a goal that game. The way For that he sure. was bouncing around the ice with with confidence, he was shooting the puck, uh, he was moving the puck around. That they were always, you know, in and around the net, getting in high danger chances, which is something that you know was different from t- last night than in the past. And I just knew, like, if I had money, well, I do have money, but I, I, you know, it was a very good bet after watching Matthews play that he was going to score that night, and he and he did. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. thought the top six as a whole uh, played really
1: good. All right, what was your better? Got to give this one to Tyson Berry. As predicted by me, Tyson Berry scored in this game. You (laughs) knew it was going to happen, but he just looked uh, so free, so fun, so dangerous. Really, really, really happy with the way Tyson Berry played this game. This was somebody that... You know, when we look at this team, we look at all the weapons they have, and we look at how they want to be activated. He is a key to this. And he is somebody that everyone you heard talk about this coaching change. Tyson Berry, Tyson Berry, Tyson Berry was the guy that they talked about as the, the physical representation of the difference between Babcock and and Dubas, and he was the first guy that everyone mentioned when you said, who are you looking for to be improved in this system? And he could not have possibly had a better debut. I will temper, as I'm sure you were about to do, and say, uh, you know, one game off, and, and he looked good in the first game of the year as well. But if this is the Tyson Barry we are getting going forward, that is excellent news for the way this team operates offensively. And the fact that he had this
0: going into Colorado, which I'm sure he was feeling down on his luck, and you have to go back into the building that you were so successful in to be reminded of, you know, that you you are currently a shell of your old self. So to go out there, score, get on the board, and now to go into Colorado on a high, that's got to feel way better for Barry. Imagine he didn't score, and, you know, he was still feeling the way that he felt with the contract weighing down on him. That may have been, like, a, a bad... Bad game for him in Colorado. Now I think he's going to kind of take this performance and run with it. And I think Barry, he's about to get unleashed. He is going to be unleashed, and I can't wait. Um, I had him as my better as well. So for much of the same reasons. (laughs) Uh,
1: For best, man, Sheldon Keith absolutely who else what else could it possibly be uh, I, you know as we as we are going to do you have to temper and say one game only small sample size but my goodness did it just feel fun to watch the Leafs again like that yeah. that alone they looked like they were having a good time lots of smiles lots of laughs all the video of them in the dressing room afterwards was a great vibe practice looked like a lot of fun um he just seems like Exactly what they needed right now. All due credit to Mike Babcock. Not here to dance on the grave, but he is not known as a fun, loose guy. And when you have a young team full of skilled players, you gotta let them have fun. They have to be able to be creative. They have to be able to feel like they have control over what they get to do out there. And I think falling into those rigid schemes before versus the way that they were cycling and moving and and the way the puck was flowing, I can't wait to see. What happens when Sheldon Keefe gets a little more time to get some practices in, to get some home ice, to get a little time off, to really implement what he wants to do? Because on a one-game turnaround, that was about as good a debut as a coach could possibly have. Oh, certainly. I mean, you, you call it a, a one-day, like...
0: I'm pretty sure like the firing went down midday and he had to get on a red eye and uh, he only had one practice and it was on a game day. So it's not even a full practice with the team and they were able to uh, to to pretty much, I think there were some size, there were some noticeable differences in in the style of play. So Sheldon Keith he, he got the message through to the team right away, which is something that Babcock was not able to do. He lost the room. The end of the day, and it seemed like Keefe came in and right away they want to play for this guy. They talked about wanting to play for this guy. Uh, I thought also, you know, we talked about quotes earlier. Pre-game, uh, on the broadcast, they asked Travis Travis Dermott, you know, what what you have familiarity with Keith, you know, what's it like playing under him? And he said it best, he's like, Look, I think we made the right the the right call, the right play to to move on from Babcock and Sheldon Keith, you know, we want to play for this guy. We want to play for Keefe. And they went out there and they proved it, and they did. Um, for some reason, like I felt like this game had not the, not the billing of like a playoff game, but I felt like there was so much on the line in this one game that I, I, I said to myself, I think I tweeted too. I said, it feels like the first goal of this hockey game is going to either be gut wrenching for Leaf fans or you're going to celebrate it as if you scored, uh, uh, the first goal in game one of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like there was so much riding on this game. And then when they did, when, when Tyson Berry at that, Berry, scored the goal to give them the first goal of the game, monkey off the back, it just, I felt like a Leafs nation erupted. And it was like, yes, oh my God, finally. Uh, it, it's really put, uh, put a good spin on the night, a good start to the night, and they were able to carry it all the way through. And I think that's because Keefe, you know, the, he, he got the message out. And he and, did.
1: Yeah. And how happy did those guys look for Tyson Berry to
0: finally get one? Oh, my God. It, amazing. Amazing. And Pierre Engvall, too. You know, when he scored as well, everyone was super stoked. He blew a wheel on his way back before <laughs> he was able to celebrate <laughs> with everybody. But I think that even makes it even funnier. Now there's, you know, he's a new kid, just got to the league. And now, you know, there's there's a, a little inside joke now between him and his friends or him and his, his teammates. And now they can kind of joke about it a little bit. But it's all in good fun because Why? Because he scored a goal in the National Hockey League. At the end of the day, right, and and it was a big goal, right? Like the the game was tied. Was it? It was one nothing at that point, right? When then he went in and scored uh, scored the goal and on, on the penalty kill at that. So it was it was great uh, all around. I man, I love that game. I really love that game. If they can put this effort for the remaining, what do we got? Sixty? No, how many games is left? Fifty seven. Mm-hmm. games i believe 55 maybe something like that you got to play like that for the remainder of the year because at this point you've dug yourself in a little bit of a grave uh we got to get into the playoffs absolutely playing that style of hockey that'll get them there absolutely absolutely look out look out when they're uh, at full power look out yeah yeah and you know if they got a game coming up tomorrow against Colorado Avalanche let's see if they can replicate it and we'll preview that game on the other side. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Locked On these podcast. Mike DeSefano, alongside the Zoobs coming off a big, big W that snapped a six-game losing streak. Sheldon Keefe era in Toronto. He's undefeated, 1-0 as a coach in the National Hockey League. And now he has a much bigger test, I think, uh, tomorrow night in Colorado. Uh, do you think that Game 2 will
1: go as swimmingly as Game 1 of the Keefe era? It's going to be a lot tougher, that's no doubt. But, you know, Arizona was also playing uh, very well at the time. You know, I expect more, not not more of the same, but I think these guys, uh, you know, know what's expected of them going forward. That was a great, fun game, but you have to be able to follow that up. The Colorado was also not at full power. I believe Ranton will not be in the lineup uh, and they have a couple others, but um, yeah, it's going to be a t- it's going to be a tough a tough test. It's always going to be fun to see uh Nas and Cadre, but this is another this is another good opportunity for Tyson Berry. This is an opportunity for Alex Kerfoot, and this is an opportunity again for those guys to prove themselves to Sheldon Keefe. So I think this momentum will keep on riding in. Do I think it'll be seventy five percent scoring chances for the Leafs? Probably not, but I do think there's reason to be optimistic about how they line up against a very tough Colorado team. I'm expecting a high-flying game from both ends. I think this is going to be a high-scoring one.
0: Uh, you know, Both and, both teams are super talented. I mean, Nate McKinnon on one end, and that's what Sheldon Keefe's going to have to try and do. Is he's going to have to try and find a way to slow down Nathan McKinnon and then Kale McCarr, just taking a look. This dude's a rookie, a rookie. His first year in the National Hockey League, this dude has 25 points in 22 games. He's a defenseman, a rookie defenseman. These are godly numbers. I, I've never seen anything like this in terms of production. So he's going to have to try and and limit the chances for, for both of those two players. And even, you know, Jonas Donskoy is having a really strong season this year playing alongside McKinnon. And I, I know you mentioned it, Rantanen as well as Landis Cogger. Going to be out, which are two massive blows to the Avalanche. But man, they've been out for a while, and they just keep chugging along. So yep. I, yep. they've 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 found a way to 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 also get production from some other players. Birakovsky, he's having a big bounce back year, kind of a breakout season, I would say, coming over from Washington over the offseason. season. He's getting a chance to play up with McKinnon with the, due to these injuries. So there's they're a decently deep team, I think, and they play a well-rounded game. Jared Bednar, he's got them playing well. Um, and then Philip Grubauer, he's turned out to be a pretty good goalie. I wasn't exactly sure. I wasn't sold on him. Uh, but he's he's turned out to be a pretty solid goaltender for the Avalanche, and they're they a solid team, really solid team. So it's going to be interesting to see how Keefe is able to uh, – to try and slow them down, to see. And, and even the fact that now they've had a full uh, a full off day, which was today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're out there, and this is a chance for him to kind of make a, a, some more tactical changes, just a couple of things to this team after a full day uh, of practice uh, and off day skate. So we'll see. I think tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll we'll see a little bit more of a difference than we did yesterday. Not only because it's a different opponent, but also I think Keith, it'll give him a chance to kinda of more so implement more of his philosophy of how the game is to be played. Yep. Um so you kinda of talked about it before, but I just want to kinda of, uh, touch on it once again. Is this a bigger game you think for Tyson Barry, or is this a bigger game for Nazim Kadri? Who do you think is gonna to wanna to have to
1: is gonna to wanna to perform better? Um, Khadri or Barry? I mean, I think we know Nazem Qadri pretty well at this point. I expect him to be extremely annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Nazem Qadri gets up for games like this. It's just a fact. Like It is a big game for Barry, especially because it's in Colorado, but you know, he just had a really big game. Just just getting to play uh, under a new coach alone is, is is breath enough for him. I think Nazem Qadri, I think he's going to have a lot to say in the way this game goes down. I expect him to be... At the end of every play, uh, with a hand in somebody's face, I think he'll be a very annoying to Austin Matthews. Uh, I think he, I think he's going to be visible and pesty and uh, a big part of this game. I think I think it's a big Cadre game. Personally, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm I'm
0: always curious to see how longtime teammates. Uh, end up kind of going up against each other. Like it, it, this is a game where I think Cadre is going to want to be a little bit more physical, especially not only just because it, it gives his team a better chance to win, but just to show that his new teammates, like, look, I'm I'm all in on you guys. Sure, these guys are my friends. Uh, you know, they're my former teammates, but you're my current family, and I'm going to go to battle with you guys for you guys, and I'm going to show you that by attacking my my uh, my old family essentially. Uh, I, I'm. I think Kadri. I, I'm debating whether or not that he's going to drop the mitts. I just don't know who he would do it with. But I think in Colorado against the Maple Leafs um, on Hockey Night in Canada, at that as well, I, I, you got to think that he's going to want to tr- try and find somebody who's going to want to drop the mitts and go. You would think, no?
1: He's going to do something. <laughs> no question. No question of that. He's going to do. He's going to be doing something. He, he'll be. He'll Have be. Under some skin, have the Leafs had a fight yet? I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't think so.
0: I Think they've technically had a an actual drop the mitts and go. I don't think they have. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, uh, let us know on on Twitter uh, who who fought because I just off the top of my head I can't think of anybody. Um, all right, let's go with the three keys to the game. Uh, what's key number one for you for the Leafs to
1: beat the Colorado Avalanche? Speed, 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 speed. Yes. Let's let's see it. Let's get good starts through the neutral zone. Let's come out flying. Uh, I think this is a team that is, you know, as we said, they're still very talented. They're still playing very well, but they are without two of their very best scorers. And, you know, let's get them into a track meet. Let's see what happens when they meet up to this team that is is suddenly not willing to turn possession over. Uh, I think speed and skill is number one on the list against this team. Yeah, I totally
0: agree. And, and for me, key number two, uh, that kind of goes along with that. Let loose. We saw what happens when this team lets loose last night in Arizona. Do it again here. You know what I mean? Like this is a very skilled team, and they're a lot more fun to watch when they're when they're you know going pedal to the metal. And uh, let's see if they can do
1: it against Colorado. What's the third one for you? Uh, I think. Stop me if I've said this before. Uh, special teams maybe? I'd like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a power play. That would be cool. I, I just wanna see what it looks like. I don't even care. I don't even care about yeah. whether uh, it yeah. goes well. I just wanna see what it looks like. Um, uh. <laughs> I think I think that is the thing to look for. Um, yeah, I am very interested to see what special what special teams look like under a new coach. I really uh, I really am excited about this game uh, maybe that's a cop-out to say it every single time but uh <laughs> but yeah i really really want to see what it looks like because the the pk was very 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 good last game he scored a friggin' shorty I mean what, what do you want uh let's see what the power play has to offer as well yeah, I think everyone's looking forward to the game.
0: You know, like, I, I just think after such a positive experience in Game 1, everyone can't wait for, for Game 2. I mean, I wish it was a back-to-back and we had some hockey tonight, but fortunately, they're they're making us wait another 24 hours to play. I guess we'll have to wait for it, but it's going to be a super exciting game, and, and it's a great opponent, too, and there's so much storylines going into it because of the offseason transaction between Barry and... And uh, and Nazem Kadri and you know Alex Kerfoot too. We, you know Kerfoot was part of that deal. He's going to want to have a big game against his former team that that traded him. That felt like in order for us to get better, we need to move on from you. You know, like it's that's that's technically what happens when you, when you're making a move. So you know there's it's going to be a jam packed game of storylines and Sheldon Keith going to look to stay undefeated in the NHL as a, as a head coach. Uh, prediction for this one: Do the Leafs get it done?
1: Oh, yeah. Leafs aren't losing again this year. Book it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, we're, I think we have think <laughs> we I think a 3-2 win. We got one out. I think Matthew's on the board again. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a really entertaining game no matter what happens. But I, I like 3-2 Leafs here with a little a late goal, a little drama. I like a um... little... I think it's going to be a little bit higher than that. I think that we're going to have
0: a back-and-forth game. I'm going to go ahead and go with a 5-4 game uh, in regulation. I think you're right when you, you're calling the a last-minute last, last minute goal, late goal for some anticipation. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get a lot of goals. So if you're a betting man, take the over in this okay. one. Okay. If, uh, if you believe in my picks, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, actually, we did get, get uh, a note here. I saw Mark Master said that we are going to get one lineup change. For tomorrow, and that's going to be Shore is going to be in for uh, Nick Batan. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. So that's that's the only change. Everything else, uh, I guess, is going to stay the same unless that changes tomorrow. We don't know. But as of now, that's the only change that we're going to see. Other than that, man, really looking forward to this game. It's going to be a goodie. Going to be a goodie. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms. Receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, folks, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. We'll be sure to check back in here on Monday. We'll be uh, talking about the game against the Avalanche and recapping it. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.